The stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I am Annette Comer, your host, and each week, the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. Today's woman was thriving and climbing the corporate ladder. She was respected and admired as a top HR executive, but things weren't all wonderful. Her marriage was toxic, but she couldn't leave. She had grown up in a family where marriages were not allowed to fail. And then a health challenge came her way and rocked her world even further. She desperately needed to take back control of her life. So in 2012, she started her own company and put her total focus toward creating a new high levels of excellence in personal and business relationships. And in this new venture, she changed all aspects of her own life, how she thought, how she took care of herself, and who she surrounded herself with. She began to understand the complexities of herself and of others, and her ability to bring others to a high level of excellence unfolded. Her path to greatness had begun and has continued to unfold in ways she couldn't have ever imagined. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Catherine Ford. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, Annette, thank you so much for having me. You know how much I love you, and it's just such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank well, you. Well, and I'm, I'm so excited because I've got some exciting questions for you, and I know that you're just going to just shine like I've seen you shine so many times. <laughs> so we're short on time today, so I want to jump right in. I want to start with your struggle to leave a toxic marriage relationship. What did you learn from this that you can now apply to other relationships? Oh, it's such a good question. I learned to choose me. I learned to choose me to really ask myself whether this is life-giving, this relationship, or is it toxic? Is it pulling me down? Is it causing me to dim my light? All of those things. So when we choose ourselves and, and really make sure that we are thriving in whether that's relationships with our health or our time and money freedom. It works across the board. It's really what I love to call practicing radical self-love. I'm going to dig deeper on this before I go to the next question. Why do you think women struggle so much with that? Because I know that I've seen it, you've seen it, and this is in high-powered women. They struggle with this. I believe it's because innately, we take care of everyone else. And oftentimes, I know this is true for me and I see it in so many other women, we put ourselves at the end of the line. And so, you know, by the time we take care of our work in the business and all of that, and that may possibly the children, if we have a significant other, and then it's like, oh my goodness, is there any time left over for me? And so oftentimes in my situation, I, I found that that wasn't the case. So I was putting myself at the you know, end of the line. And should I, when I just reverse that, oh my gosh, I could not only take care of myself and thrive in every area of my life, but I was there more fully and present for everyone else as well, including, you know, my family, my friends, my business, all of that. And that, and that is such great wisdom to share because women really need to hear that. And that needs to start even with their calendar. When they're scheduling things in their calendar, they should not be an afterthought. No, I, with you. Oh my gosh, that was a life changer for me as well. Just creating more white space in my calendar. White space for me to drop into my divine feminine and really connect with what 
makes my heart sing. I, I love being out in nature and, and really being able to have the time to do that. And I find that when I connect with the things that, again, make my heart sing, I, I then can be more creative and everything thrives in my life. My relationships, my time and money freedom, uh, my health, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to continue down about how women behave and how you are working to change this. So you and I talked about that saying no is hard for lots of women, but I know you have evolved where the word no is no longer a challenge. So share how you arrived at this point and what your relationship is to the word no today. Well, it goes back to choosing me. So this is part of that. And being able to comfortably find what works as far as the words and and what resonates with me, the tone, who Catherine is. So to not try to say no like somebody else does or to feel like I have to be abrupt or blunt because that's not me, but to just comfortably say no uh, and, and leave it there, I really don't need to have an explanation behind that. But if, if I feel like I want to, I, I allow myself to do that. But it was a journey in that. It really was to find my comfort zone with that. And as I, it's what I work with a lot of women on as well. Um, as I found that comfort zone, I realized that saying no made my yeses more powerful. And I was fully engaged in that yes. I was bringing energy to that yes that was fabulous, sparkling, extraordinary. Instead of, oh, I really don't have time for this, but I went ahead and committed to it anyway. I got to go through with it. It's a whole different energy. And everyone involved at some level feels the difference. So yeah. our mm-hmm. no's make, do make our yeses more powerful. And it's, it is just discovering that comfort zone for you, setting those boundaries, Choosing you first, making sure it really is something that you want to commit to, not just to please someone else or, you know, all the different ways that oftentimes we do say yes when we really do mean no. And in that, I'd like to add and get your take on it. I find for myself, there's been things that I say no to, but then I have an emotional tug afterwards, because I feel like that I should say yes, I should be engaged. You know, it's the old shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. And that is something that uh, I'm sure you have felt as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And again, it's, it's going deeper with yourself, dropping into that heart space and asking yourself, why do I feel that tug? What is that? Is that possibly a wound from my childhood, you know, something that I misinterpreted from well-meaning adults that's causing that. Um, what is that? Is it the people pleaser? Is it the perfectionist in me? You know, some of those things. And once we unpack it, and I, I help women really go deep with this type of thing and unpack it, we're able to discover, oh, it just dissolves. There's really nothing there. And, and when I can heal those things within me, I can go forward so much more easily and, and just drop the shoulds. <laughs> drop the shoulds. Because <laughs> they, they don't serve us well, do they? No. <laughs> All right, so you told me that each year you go through a process of cleansing in which you clear out the old and set new direction and new intentions. So would you be willing to share what this process looks like and why did you start this as a yearly ritual? Yes, I'd love to. So typically, I begin this process uh, around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is like just one of my very favorite holidays. And, and I practice gratitude all throughout the day, every day of the year. It's, it's been um, really a powerful prescription for me. 
to be able to scan for all the good in my life. I was in a habit, a habit of mind, of scanning for the lack, pain, and struggle. So, of course, energetically, I was getting more lack, pain, and struggle. I was, <laughs> right? And I mean, I, I, some would say to me, well, you had good reason, you know, with your severe health and uh, condition and the, the, the toxic, highly toxic marriage, all of that. But yet when I shifted and, and stopped putting my focus on all of that, everything changed in my life. So usually I, I begin the process around Thanksgiving right after Thanksgiving. This year, I've already begun the process because this year, things are very different, right? Than right. They are, yes. Other time in our lives. So I began the process so that I could consciously create the next most amazing year for myself. So it's re- it begins with reflecting on the past year and looking at everything that happened in that year, what went right, why did that go right? Again, really taking that apart and taking a good solid look at it. What was life-giving? Who was life-giving to me? What did I love doing? Because I'm all about only signing up for what I love because our time here on the planet is so precious and we thrive when we're doing what we love. So everything else I I let go of or delegate to someone else. So I take a look at all of that, what worked, all that. And then I take a look at, hmm, where didn't I get the results that I was looking for? I do not identify with it as a failure. It's simply feedback. So it's interesting. That's a huge shift for all of us. And if there's only just, if there's one thing that uh, people take away from today's interview with you, I, I want them to remember that it's just simply feedback. The year that Babe Ruth broke the record for home runs, we, we all have heard about that, right? Right. But what we don't hear about is that very same year, he had the most strikeouts. Why? Well, he got up to bat. He kept on going, right? But we don't hear about that part. We just hear about all those successes. And so we can apply that to our own lives as well. It's simply feedback. So I take all the feedback I received And again, I take a good, hard look at that, go deep with it and say, all right, what do I need to shift? I look at my team. I look at the results. I look at the financial results. I look at the, before even that, I look at how many, how was I able to serve, right? How many women did I touch this year who really went on to have life-changing results? That's first and foremost, because that's why I'm still on the planet. I know with everything that I've been through, I shouldn't be here for my health and I shouldn't be here because of that relationship. So I know this is my divine purpose to serve women and help them create the next most amazing chapter in their life, regardless of what they've been through. And and I'm a living example of that. So I know it can be done and to release those paradigms and those things that hold us back. Right. Right. So that's really where I start all the things that, that were enjoyable that I really was able to make a difference. And for me, it's that number one piece is that difference in a woman's life. So she is living her best life, creating the next best chapter, and that she has the tools to continue to do that. And so we take a look at all of that, take a look at all the feedback and do all of that analysis. Where can I make a greater impact? What's new and upcoming? And how can I get my message out there more? Because I'm all about providing joy to women as well as they realize their dreams. So there's so many great vehicles and each year it seems like something new pops up that I want to be a part of, right? So that's what I do. And then I formulate 
what does that look like for me going forward in the year? And I, I map out the months, the quarters, and, and just really lay it out for myself and then, and then track it. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, believer in tracking. So tell yeah. me how, how much time, because those listening may be thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like it would take weeks, but I don't gather that's the case for you. I think this is, because you're a very busy woman. So how, how much time do you feel like that, how much time do you put into this? Is this an hour? Is this an afternoon? Is it an evening? Does it evolve over several days? Maybe with snippets of time as, you know, each day? Yeah. Or what does that look like? That's such a great question. As I mentioned earlier, I I love being out in nature. And when I'm moving my body and being out in nature, I just, I connect really well with ideas that flow. So I will do it over the course of a few days, but it's not where I'm always just necessarily sitting down at my desk. Most of the time I'm not, but I do um, take a mental note when I get back of all the downloads I had, if, if it happens when I'm out in nature you know, just keeping track of things again, I'm a really big fan of. It's it's a process that I make very enjoyable. When I am sitting down at my desk, I have certain music. It's called Sacred Space that I play while I'm doing this and while I'm doing other kinds of creative things because my energetic being seems to love that and, and the ideas flow. So it's it's a combination. So most of it is just I set the intention. I ask for the information as I'm going through the process of what worked and then the feedback. And then I just, I just let it flow, which is a little bit different for me and, and just my nature. I'm sort of um, up until hmm, maybe my mid forties, I was more of a checklist kind of person. And now I'm sort of in that right brain and I just let it flow. It feels so good. (laughs) You went from a control freak to letting it flow. (laughs) I I recognize that. I I see that in myself and I know a lot of women listening to this certainly recognize it in themselves. Women you coach soar, Mm -hmm. but with success comes judgment and criticism from other women. How do you advise women to deal with this often cruel and ugly behavior? Such a great question. And I just got off our Women Wealth and Wellness uh, conference call where we were discussing this. So first off, I'm going to go back to the choose you. That seems to be my theme today. And it is so true when it comes to this as well. Number one, just to realize as you are moving up and transforming up the vibrational scale, I'll call it, because everything is energy in the universe that we live in. And as you are are moving up, it's just like a radio dial, right? When you're moving up to a different station, you have to, you can't take everything with you. And sometimes, unfortunately, it is people in our lives who for whatever reason cannot celebrate our successes or cannot be there for us like we would love for them to be there. And number one, choose you. Definitely, if you're getting feedback, take a look at it. Make sure if there's any nugget in there or anything that you can improve upon, definitely do that. And then after you do that, I want you to release it. And I want you to bless that person and really wish them well, honestly, because we don't want to hang on to any, any upset or or toxicity within ourselves. It's just only blocks our own good. 
And so we want to bless that. And sometimes the relationship will dissolve and that is okay. It doesn't have to be a big conflict. Sometimes when you're on a different vibration than someone else, you'll find you don't have the same things in common anymore. Things, you know, you just aren't available whenever they want to, you know, jump on a Zoom or have lunch, uh, you know, before when we were all out and about doing those kinds of things. So it can be very natural to not panic, to just allow it to unfold. And to now that we know that this may be what is happening here, we don't need to personalize it. They all, the beautiful Eleanor Roosevelt quote, I think it, it goes something like, I might not get it exact, but it's all the water in the world can't drown you unless you let it in. So all that somebody may be sending your way with respect of hurtful comments or judgment, or jealousy, all of those things, it just doesn't need to, we don't need to allow it in. And we can continue to let our light shine. The last thing we want to do is dim our light. The world needs more amazing women shining their light bright, right? And when we shine our light bright, we actually give permission to everyone else to do the same, just to be okay, just to be okay with what's happening, let it unfold and just know, you know now what's happening, right? And because we have the knowledge that it's most likely has to do with something being triggered in the other person, you don't have to take that in and internalize it. And beautifully said, because we women are notorious for taking things and leaving them wallow around inside of us for days <laughs> or longer months. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about resistance. I know both of us have resisted things in the past, but mm-hmm. you shared you are learning to no longer resist. So how are you learning to do this? And how does this show up in your business and personal life? Oh, you just have such great questions. (laughs) Well, okay, let me start by saying um, what we resist persists. Absolutely. So I first learned this many, many years ago, decades ago with my health. When I was resisting my diagnosis, literally creating that resistance, that energetic resistance, I was focusing on what I didn't want. I realized that after a while. And I also know that we get more of what we focus on. And the number one life mastery skill is to notice what you're noticing. So when I noticed I was focused on what I didn't want and I was resisting this diagnosis, and then I was resisting you know, the relationship I was in and stuffing it, which only made things worse, all of that led me to realize, oh, I'm just creating more of what I don't want. So one of the rules I live by is I focus on what I'm for. So even though I was living in a very sick body, I was focusing, I was being the woman who, becoming one with vibrant health. I I show women how to do this in every category of their life because oftentimes, you know, a woman will say, well, how can you do that? How can you be living in this sick body in and out of the doctor's office, all that? Yeah. Being one with vibrant health. So there it's a process and it works every time because I'm aligning with what I want. That works in relationships and that works with my work in the world as well. So when I am thinking about, you know, goals, when I'm I'm setting up the next year and doing the goal setting and really thinking about how much impact I want to have and how many women's lives I want to really affect, this is what I do. And, And that's one and also a reason why I don't use the word failure. And I use the word feedback because there's an energetic difference, right? But 
resistance, we absolutely will create what we don't want. And we can feel it when we're resisting something. So I am for whatever I would love. And I believe, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years ago, but Mother Teresa set a great example for everyone. She was invited to a, um, it was a demonstration against war somewhere in Arizona. And she respectfully declined. And people were like, we can't believe she declined. And she said, no, no, no. Listen, when you decide to have a March for Peace, call me, I'll be there. Same thing. There's a big difference around showing up for a demonstration against war versus a March for Peace. And it's the same thing that we can do in each area of our lives, including our work in the world, our business, you know, really focusing on what kind of impact do you want to have in 2021? What does your business want to look like? How are you going to show up regardless of what happened in 2020? It doesn't matter. We get to have a do-over. We get to start again, (laughs) fresh chapter, right? Right. And we don't have to wait until January 1st. I'm inviting women to begin right now. And that's another reason why I'm unpacking this past year as well. (laughs) You're going to jump on it. (laughs) We're going to need it more this year than ever. That is is so, such good wisdom. I hope everybody has listened to what she's talked about in resistance because it's, it was beautifully said. So Catherine, is there anything about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? Well, I just want every woman out there to know that you are powerful beyond. You are so powerful. And regardless of whatever has happened in your past, you absolutely can step into a brand new chapter. It doesn't matter if you've had a diagnosis like me or uh, a highly toxic relationship, or you've had uh, less than the results that you would love in your work in the world, or maybe you're still struggling to find your passion. It doesn't matter. You can create absolutely everything that you would love in your life. It just takes understanding the tools. It takes practicing and really utilizing the number one life mastery skill, which is noticing what you're noticing, because before you notice it, whatever patterns are just flying under the radar. And we keep wondering, why do I get the same results? You know, we're kind of like that fly on the window in Price Pritchett's book, You Square. <laughs> the fly is just like, why can't I get through this window pane? When if he just turned around, there's an open door just right behind, you know, right behind the fly. And he dies on the windowsill. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and the other thing um, I just want to mention is we really are all standing on acres of diamonds, right? We don't have to look that far for amazing opportunities. And it can be easy. I'm all about living a life filled with an abundance of health, wealth, and love, and it can be easy. And I know that one too, because for many, many years, in my early years, I was on the Lack, Pain, and Struggle channel, and it was simply a habit of mine. Right. Right? And with that comes complaining and all the unattractive behavior, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. And it's learning to recognize paradigms that well-meaning people in our lives, teachers, parents, you know, wanted to teach us really the ins and outs of how to live our best life. And unfortunately, um, they weren't always the best tools that we were using. Like, you know, if you want to be uh, highly successful, it's going to be hard, you know? And right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm grateful for the part that I was told you can be or do anything you would love. Wow, that was really helpful. But I found myself in my 20s working 70, 80 hours a week right. because that was a belief system that I had. And it wasn't until I looked around and said, 
Hmm. Not everybody works like this. <laughs> and they're even more successful than I am. <laughs> that, you know? So just, you know, examining those paradigms that we have too. Yeah, that's a big one. And it's a very big one. Catherine, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here and to share your wisdom. And Catherine is another great example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen, and demanding their own greatness. So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman's story unfolds. 